there, and welcome to episode seven of Turning Tracks. My name is Chris, and I'm Matt, and we're here to talk about the music we love. This episode's band was my pick, and they're a band that I've loved from the first time I heard them. They've had brushes with mainstream success, but they've never really caught on as much as I thought they deserved. Pick up your touch-tone phone, because today we listen to the music of The Push Stuff. Cause I got to find a way, someday, someday, to be a millionaire. I got to find a way, someday, someday, to be a millionaire. How long can you live on macaroni and cheese? How long can you live with the... Oh, hello, Matt. Hello, Chris. That touchstone phone line will make sense in a bit. Uh, how you doing? <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm, I'm, I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. It's a... Uh, um, I'm excited to to do this one. This is a band that's been, uh, I've been listening to a lot of them lately, uh, just over the last couple of weeks. And I was like, yeah, that's definitely what I'm picking for my next next episode. Just, just, I've got to. <laughs> so, uh, I'm stoked to, to share this band around with people because, uh, I feel like not enough people know who they are and they are great. Okay. I, I personally have never heard of them. All right. Well, um, <clears throat> then I guess let's get uh, down to business here. Yes. The Push Stars is a trio of musicians from Boston composed of songwriter, vocalist, guitarist Chris Trapper with bassist, keyboardist Dan McLaughlin and drummer Ryan McMillan. The band debuted in 1996 and has recorded a number of studio albums, a live album, and even appeared on some popular movie soundtracks, including Something About Mary and Me, Myself and Irene. They stuck together till about 2004, when, after they released their album Paint the Town, they, they went on indefinite hiatus. Mm. I was very sad. During that time, Chris Trapper, though, did a whole bunch of solo stuff, which was also pretty great, which lessened my sadness. <clears throat> In 2018, <laughs> they got back together with a brand spanking new album, and they've been putting out regular content ever since. I, If I'm remembering correctly, and I can't place what this is but i have this image in my head there was some sort of video that they released like might have been a vhs tape that i i picked up at a, a concert or a dvd or something that i picked up at one of their live shows but it had like some live recordings and some interviews and one of them there was an honest to goodness reenactment of uh, chris trapper coming up with the name of the band uh, he's on a touchtone phone with some sort of automated voice message thing, and they said, uh, to make this specific choice, push star. And a light bulb went off on his hand, and the name of the band became The Push Stars. And it's mm. just this hilarious video of him, like, in front of a payphone and, like, do, having the realization, like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's, these these guys are goofballs. Um, their I love it their, their music is, like, not goofy but sometimes they there's some humor in their music uh, which you, you've mentioned before you you appreciate that their uh their their music is wonderful but sometimes there are some some goofier songs than other but they are themselves a uh, very entertaining people um the band itself has an excellent live presence chris trapper is an incredibly effective vocalist and uh songwriter with uncharacteristic of me lyrics being uh, uh something that really comes through with this band's uh songs as their their lyrics are fantastic at least to me um and also i have to mention that ryan is an outstanding drummer uh i've seen them live a couple of times and he is one of those drummers that's like i believe he's trained with uh in in jazz drumming okay so he does it sounds like 
extremely like there sounds like there's a lot going on and you, you barely see him move. It's just like he's the kind of drummer that I hate to watch because I I I <laughs> yep. work really hard to drum. Like when I was drumming regularly, <laughs> I I worked really hard at it and this guy just just effortless. the most amazing effortless precision. The precision of watching him drum was like just just mind blowing to me. So I, I I loved it. I was fascinated, but like at the same time, just like like how dare you? <laughs> how dare you make look? How dare you make being that good look that effortless? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I I, I hate that. <laughs> I love so, it. I absolutely like, love it. But God, do I hate it. <laughs> the band has 10 albums to their name, which wow. theoretically works out perfectly for the format of this hey. show, choosing 10 tracks, right? I'll pick one from every album. Maybe. But there are a couple of caveats. One of those albums is a live album. and. Okay. I have a, a a weird relationship with live albums. I have to be in a very specific frame of ro- mind for live albums. I, I love agree. live music, but mm-hmm. I don't always love listening to recordings of live music. So I decided I didn't want to choose anything off the live album. And uh, the other caveat is that one of their other albums is a Christmas album, which uh, ah. is quite good, but it just... <laughs> It's not what I wanted to put forward as a representation of this band. If we ever do a Christmas episode of this podcast, though, I will absolutely choose a, a song or two from that uh, Christmas album. So, huh, Christmas album, a Christmas episode could be fun, right? Uh, considering that I hate Christmas music, sure, <clears throat> absolutely. <laughs> I'm knowing this about you, uh, I, I was going to try to entice you with like maybe we'll do a Halloween episode too. Ah, uh, well, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't want to get away from the subject matter, but I think this is a good opportunity for all our fans who listen and are active on our Discord channel. Would you like to see or hear Matt go through hell in a Christmas episode? Let us know. (laughs) Anyway, back to your regularly scheduled program. All right, so uh, this is usually where we talk about our personal history. Clearly, you have none, right? Yes, Your personal history is hearing about it a few minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, so wait. Uh, really quickly, right? Because you're mentioned... your personal history live. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we it, it may be actually happening. It's it, it's very possible. So I'm, you're welcome, everyone at home. Um, no, you did mention that um, they uh, they had a track on something about Mary and me, myself, and Irene, and those are two movies that I actually really, really enjoyed. Now. I don't remember, right? And I'm curious, um, are either one of those songs on today's uh, serving? No, they're excellent songs, uh, but they're not. The okay. one on Something About Mary is a song called Everything Shines, um, mm-hmm. and it's a fantastic song off of their album After the Party. Uh, and uh, the one for Me, Myself, and Irene is actually an original one that doesn't appear any on any of their albums. Ooh, uh, I like when they did that back in the 90s. That was a cover of a Steely Dan song called Bad Sneakers, which is a what? phenomenal cover of that song. Uh, I, I've grown to really become a Steely Dan fan, but again, that's a podcast for another podcast. <clears throat> Indeed. Uh, so, uh, yeah, neither of those okay. made the cut specifically, but I... I so, I've never seen Me, Myself, and Irene, um, oh, but okay. I loved that song, and I uh, they have... Um, so in 2002, they released uh, an album called A Collection of Rare Recordings, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's just a bunch of uh, B-sides and things that they never released anywhere else. Um, but they only, I, I, I got it at a live show. 
and never saw it again. They, it's not listed on their website as one of their huh. albums. That music just disappeared. And because this band has never gotten like super big mainstream popular, finding that music outside of my own personal CD and then, you know, MP3 rips was like, I, I just couldn't find this music anywhere. Uh, and then in 2021, uh, 2021, they they, they kind of re-released it, but they kind of didn't. They released something <laughs> called uh, Greatest Misses, which, I mean... Ah, uh, that's a great just, name. Just... I, I love a band that takes a great <laughs> shot at the Greatest Hits moniker. <laughs> so it's like, it's it's basically, it's more that. It's everything... It's everything from a collection of rare recordings, minus I think two tracks. Okay. Um, one of them was this this great song called "Boston Girl" that I almost put on here. Um, uh, that uh, Chris Trapper eventually did a version of uh, on his as part of his solo stuff. Uh, and I forget what the other one is. There's at least two, maybe three, that were on the collection of rare recordings CD that aren't on Greatest Misses, but it's also twice as long. It's just like. It's like a double album, and then they just kept going with even more stuff from from uh, after uh, the collection of recordings of just more B-sides and stuff. And it's just outstanding stuff. So what I personally did for I, my own musical collection is I, when I p- put Greatest Misses on my iTunes, right, I took out all the songs that were on Collection of Rare Recordings because I just kept them as the Collection of Rare Recordings CD uh, album. And then what I did was I... I put uh, the Me, Myself, and Irene track, uh, Bad Sneakers, as track one, and then all the other songs on Greatest Misses that weren't on a collection of recordings in order, and that's what I personally call their Greatest Misses for album, so I don't have to look at Jim Carrey's weird face in my album art anymore, <laughs> because it's always bothered me. Like, I love this song, but I just, I hate that album cover because it's that, you know, Jim Carrey split in half movie yeah. poster of like him making a funny face. I'm like, I just hate this. And then when this greatest Mrs. album came, I was like, I can fix this. I can do this myself. Yay. So I've made my <laughs> own, my own personal version of that. Uh, that brings me no small amount of joy, but uh, so, so my, my personal history with, uh, sorry to, 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 to jump on that. So you, you have probably no. heard, a song or two by them before some of their, like I've heard a song of theirs show up and like, I used to work in Toys R Us and a song would come on, uh, that made into like grocery stores or department stores or stuff like that. Their music has been places. It's definitely, you know, penetrated out there, but it's never reached mainstream success. So it's entirely possible. You may have heard one or two of these songs before, maybe. Um, but I, 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 I don't know for sure. Um, Either way, I yeah. I don't think any of the songs that I've heard out and about in the world are ones that I picked here anyway. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, possibly the first track, but it would be it would have been a different version of it. But well, I can safely say that it will be a real time exploration. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> so I discovered this band uh, through a friend of mine, uh, a, a group of friends of mine that I hung out with in high school. They had seen them at a lot. They they saw them live once. Uh, a couple of our friends who had graduated to college, I think they played around their college or something like that. They saw them. They brought the CD home. They they gave it to me, and I was like, "Holy crap! This is awesome! I love this!" Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've just been a huge huge fan of theirs ever since. And uh, like I said, I was I was bummed when they went away, and then when they came back in 2018, I actually didn't even know about it because they were just so far off my radar at that point. I discovered. Yeah their 2018 album uh last year and i was like 
Oh. Wait a second. There's new push stars? When the hell did that happen? Okay. Uh, and it was a weird experience because I listened to it the first time and uh, it did like nothing for me. And I was like, oh, mm. that's a bummer. But maybe I'm just not in the right headspace for it. Um, which turned out to be the case because like six months later, I listened to, I just put, I, I felt like listening to the push stars and I was like, you know what? I should give this another try. And I put it on, I was cooking and in the background and I found myself dancing. It's like, okay, wait, this is great. What the hell's wrong with me? <laughs> it's like, I, I get that. I definitely have done that before. I think it might've been like a, a nostalgia thing. Like I love their first chunk of records so very much. And then, like, how how could they possibly live up to that with with new stuff after being gone for so long? And uh, I I don't know what it was, but it's their newer album, Three Feet in the Air, is fantastic. So anyway, <laughs> it's uh, a great name for an album, isn't it? These guys are great. <laughs> These guys are great. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and get started. Uh, we kicked off the episode with a song called Millionaire from their 2001 album Opening Time. It killed me to not have this make the track list, but we're limited to 10. So uh, and I wanted to try and hit one at least one thing off of every one of their their regular style albums, which I did. Um, but th- that's this song has really fun lyrics. Uh, it's a really good song, and I highly recommend tracking that sucker down it even has in the original version i've heard a radio edit of this that actually removes this but in the original version on their cd uh that i bought i think at a show uh there's a recording from office space on it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, ever since i started working every day of my life has been worse than the day before it uh is is incorporated into the into the song it's it's very good but we're gonna we're gonna kick things off properly with um a song called any little town this uh, is, I think, if I'm you know removing myself from the equation, um, I believe their most successful, mainstream successful album was uh, After the Party. And that album kicks off with a newer version of this song, Any Little Town. And it is fantastic. It's really, really good. But this version uh, is off of their EP, Tonight, uh, from 1998. And I this version just has that kind of special something to it. I prefer this one personally. Uh, it's a lot more low key. It's a lot less produced, um, and uh, it's just got a really nice groove to it. It's it's it's, and it's got great lyrics. Uh, I I love the words in this song. Um, I love everything about this song, and I think it's a really great way to introduce people to uh, the Push Stars properly. So, without further ado, here is any little town from tonight. Enjoy. This could be any little town. There must be mountains crumbling somewhere And I've been sinking in your face Been thinking that this race is over Oh, you see, every time you smile It takes me quite a while to recover And every time you cry, I find I'm searching for the rock I can crawl under
Any Little Town by the Push Stars off of the uh, EP Tonight, which is honestly one of my favorite just top to bottom uh, albums ever. I know it's just it, I know it's just an EP, but I don't care. It's 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 awesome. Uh, and it's got this really nice kind of relaxed groove to it the whole time. Um, there are so many lyrics in that song that just uh, <clears throat> that just have always stuck with me, like uh, uh, 
it might take a lot of time. I might be last alone in a long line of men to love you. And it's just, just a really interesting rhyme scheme there on, on, on that one. And well, it's a, it, it, it's a wonderful song. It's one of my favorites of theirs. And uh, what do you think? Um, first things first, I'm going to say that this is definitely a, a Chris band. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, the, I, I don't want to say it after listening to only one song, but I get this very like college band vibes. When I was, I don't know, 20 something or other, I, I didn't end up going to college until it was much later in life. Um, and then even then I didn't finish. I went to a vocational school. So I don't really have that college experience, which is like to go away and, you know, to play flip cup every Thursday and whatever. Uh, instead, I did that, you know, <laughs> elsewhere. But um, <laughs> this this band to me right now, after that one song only, um, feels like it's going to fall into like almost jam band college stuff where you think of like Dave Matthews and you know, like 20 year olds getting into fish and stuff, but, um, <laughs> but it has, so I think it's because it has a very, um, uh, tonal quality. That's kind of in line with some of these bands that I have no idea what their names are, but, uh, I, I know it when I see it. Um, now the recording is ultra clean, right? Cause I think the music warrants it. It doesn't need to be, um, there doesn't need to be a lot of a ton of processing or effects on it like um singer's voice is like right up front and it's almost a little dry in a in a interesting sort of way um i'm so curious you said that it's a three piece but i mean i hear a i hear a some kind of organ while a bass mm-hmm. player is playing and a drummer's playing and then i hear guitar notes so i'm so curious um how some of this stuff was reproduced live. Yeah, that was one of the things that uh, one of the things that stuck with me on this one was that that just repeating organ part was just like I really like that. <laughs> it's a really good groove. I remember the handful of bands I'd been in. I I'd always brought to the table the idea of like, look, if we can't reproduce this live, I don't want to do it in recording because mm. I I know what it is to be a fan to go see a show and then example right this song's a good example big fan of the organ part if i go and i see the band i'm still gonna be happy but there's gonna be i'm I'm gonna say something like man they couldn't just hire like a keyboardist to play that <laughs> but i get it right like <laughs> so anyway that being said sorry my my so for you you listen to the music first and me i i hear kind of everything all at once and then my brain immediately goes to like production like okay how'd they do that is it is it multi-tracking is there more members so anyway um the track itself is a very pleasant track it's very non-committal like it's very uh or excuse me non-confrontational <laughs> which is not which is not something i'm used to in music given my sensibilities um it's a fun track though i i like it um I'm 50-50 on the lyrics. Some lyrics, I some some rhyme schemes I really enjoy, and then some of them I thought, um, you know, okay. But um, overall, as a whole, that's a it's a good song. It's a very, um, I you know, I joke about you know being the sad boy and the angry boy and stuff. But you know, I I do have use and I find pleasure in upbeat major chord music too. Um, and this is this is good. This is good so far. It's a good start. Cool. 
I, I liked I liked what you said about the college sort of jam bandy thing. They are far more structured than um, it's. Uh, you know what it is? It it feels like, and I, I'm sorry to cut you off. It feels like at any moment when they hit a solo, they could solo for like four minutes. You know what I mean? Like just how like I guess Dave Matthews would do it, or obviously Fish, or or um the dead and stuff like everyone's so freaking talented. Right. And they just <laughs> let you, they let you noodle for four minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just, I think because maybe the production value has that sound and it's just being very reminiscent of that time in that place. Hmm. Yeah. And I, 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 I totally get that. Well, with that in mind, uh, let us move on to our next track, uh, which has <laughs> a very funny name. I uh, like it. Uh, this is uh, the second track. This is this is funny because this actually comes right after Any Little Town on After the Party, just a totally different version of uh, <laughs> of Any Little yeah. Town. Uh, this is their 1999 album, After the Party. The song is called Drunk is Better Than Dead. Uh, and it's a really fun song. So uh, let's go ahead and give it a listen. Enjoy. is better than dead when they're strapping you down inside your own head so you hang out with the man on the moon but why does the morning have to come too soon when you get stuck down deep in bad traffic all your radio's picking up is cheap static so you reach beneath your front seat for the taste of something sweet would just remember what the drowning man said a little drunk is better than dead Better. 
Drunk is Better Than Dead by the Push Stars from their album After the Party. What'd you make of that one, Matt? Uh, I definitely agree that Drunk is Better Than Dead. <laughs> Although now, as a man of 40, I don't even want to be drunk anymore because the hangovers are so bad. I love a trombone solo. <laughs> I know that comes out of left field, but I absolutely love a trombone solo. Um, there's something really, <laughs> um, there's something that really needs to be said about trombone solos. Um, I love the opening, right? Because the first bit of information I get is it's better to be drunk than dead, right? Mm-hmm. And that trombone makes me immediately think of, um, you know, some kind of film where they're doing literal. And that trombone, like, like that makes me think of like waking up with a hangover, like, uh. so, so I love, I love that like oral imagery, very woozy feel to it. Yeah, very swaying. Why is the room spinning? So on and so on. Um, yeah, there's like a really nice groove pocket. Um, I have a feeling that that's what this band is really good at. It being able to just set up that nice pocket where everyone can just kind of um uh, i don't know vibe as the kids say (laughs) they can they can all just kind of chill inside that pocket and like and do their thing and create um i like this one a lot i really like the baseline actually Mm. um that's another thing too i i sent on the first song everything's very clean about the recording so everything gets its own space right I think of a lot of like the stuff I listen to where, um, you know, guitars are real chunky and they sit on top of a bass and it's kind of hard to hear the bass, perhaps, unless it's mixed a certain type of way. So um, and in some cases, the bass isn't doing anything special. Right. But this is a, a, a different um, a different case. This song. Um, well, this band, I should say so far. Um Everything has its place. They, it's everything rests where it should, and um, sonically, it creates uh, just a very broad audio image. Um, it's very full too. Um, I, I'm starting to see the. I mean, it's only two songs, but I'm starting to see a pattern emerging in the lyric, um, in the lyrical uh, department. Nothing, nothing negative. Um, I'm gonna give it a couple more songs and then I'll I'll touch upon it. I think if it's if it's going in the direction I think it is, um, yeah, these are really talented guys. And again, I can't say enough about a trombone solo. Period. <laughs> yeah. I love the trombones sound in this song. I love the um, like the other wacky effects that are going on in the background, mm-hmm. like the high pitched squealing and stuff to kind of just kind of simulate the 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 stress of life. Um, if you if you think about it from a certain perspective, the lyrics are pretty dark. Um, mm-hmm. You know, before you put that gun to your head, kind of a thing. But it's also it, but it's approached in such a lighthearted way because of the music itself. That uh, it's part of why the song has always resonated with me. I I like it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say was a trombone, in my opinion, most underrated uh, brass instrument of the most popular, but most underrated. Hmm. I would I could agree with that. Trombone's got a lot to offer. Fantastic. I, yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> All right. So this next song, um this, this this next song comes off of their greatest misses album from 2021. Uh, it's called Get Along. Um I'm just laughing because the name will always tickle me. Oh no, it's fantastic. <laughs> um this is a uh this is going to sound negative, but it's 
I, I do not mean it negative in any way, straight, stretch or form. This is a, a fairly unremarkable song, um, <laughs> except that I just found it so incredibly catchy uh, that it, when I've the first time I listened to this Greatest Misses uh, album, I really enjoyed it. But this one stuck out to me, and I I couldn't tell you exactly why. It's just it's such a it's such a push stars freaking song, <laughs> and uh, I I really enjoy it. So I figured I'd throw it on here. As of all the tracks that were on Greatest Misses, if I had to pick one, this is the one that I went with. So here is Get Along from uh, Greatest Misses by the Push Stars. Enjoy. I guess I had my share of beautiful girls I've probably seen half of the cities that there are in the world I've been treated like a king Some might say, but it all adds up to nothing at the end of the day I've been thinking lately what we take to the grave Is not the trophies on the wall or the money we save But the night that we dance to a beautiful song When the look in your eyes said your love would be strong We get along, get along What's wrong? relationship too quick waking up wondering whose ceiling is this and crossing another name off of my shopping list what kind of car do you drive what line of clothes do you wear till i finally realize that i really don't care stop playing my emotion like it's ping pong so i put the panel down and i wrote this song we get along get Sweet best friend, she said, what do you expect when your pride won't bend? With the lights down low and the music was slow and the wine it was warm, the conversation flowed. Till she stood up and said, I'm going to bed. Wrap me in a blanket and kiss me on my forehead. But the couch was too short and my legs were too long. So I knocked on the door and found where I belong. We get along. Get Along by the Push Stars off of their uh, B-Sides album, Greatest Misses. Um, like I said, there's nothing specifically about that one that's like, yeah, this is really remarkably done, or this one thing is just amazing. There's just the uh, the hook 
And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm a sucker. I'm, I'm a hopeless romantic. So I'm a sucker for the story of, uh, you know, uh, getting with your best friend at the end, fi- you know, finding where you really belong. And I just like the, 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 the sentiment of, um, uh, yeah, I, I'm close with some people in my life who fight a lot with their significant others. And I've always been kind of i've always avoided that to the best of my ability i I like to avoid conflict i like to avoid fighting with people arguing is one thing but getting along is is what 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 keeps peace and and open uh communication so that relationships can work and i just love the sentiment what's wrong nothing's wrong because we both get along um and i i that that sentiment just just hits me hits me right in the heart because that's how i approach pretty much all of my relationships like if passion if passion drives you to the point of fighting uh more often than not and you can't just just get along um those differences get in your way then i've found that most relationships that start like that are doomed to fail and getting along with people is just such an important thing that when you're with the right person even if you have those disagreements the get along part is so effortless like not effortless but it feels natural it just kind of happens um so i guess that's probably what resonated with me most about the song and its lyrics but i also just like the the cadence of the chorus the the way that it's sang and also just just to the the sitting here not singing along to these songs out loud <laughs> I, I i'm i'm not the greatest singer in the world um i'm certainly nowhere near as good as chris trapper is but his re- vocal register is very similar to mine so i love singing along to push stars music because i can actually hit most of the same notes that he can whereas like another one of my favorite bands is guster and i cannot mm. keep up with them <laughs> their their singer is a it's a his, big ask his vocal register is i there's anyone's voice i'm jealous of it's theirs but that's a podcast for a different podcast um i just i just i i, I think it's a fun song <laughs> what'd you make of that one uh you know, you said it was an unremarkable song, and I, I get what you're getting at, but I find it to actually be a very remarkable song, uh, pretty much for all the reasons that you said, right? The lyrical content really sticks out to me. Um, you know, we just did our Johnny Cash episode. I'm a big fan of uh, storytellers in music, right? It's a, a very interesting medium to tell a full story. Um, and I think, um, I think so far, I... When listening to uh, Trapper's lyrics, or I should say maybe just the band's lyrics, so I'm not entirely sure who does all the lyric writing, um, I get a very vivid image. I get a very vivid picture in my brain, you know, of, um, you know, what's what's attempted to be put put across. Uh, I'm like you, uh, in some respects, a bit of a hopeless romantic, and, you know, we, we got spoon-fed all those romantic comedies about you know the one was there in front of you the whole time hell i wrote and starred in a movie that you know the main character myself uh you know is ends up hooking up and and you know the postscript is that he lives a long and prosperous and wonderful and happy life with his then best friend you know what i mean so i so i get it right i definitely get it there's like um there's there's a little element of like sneaker gazing in this if you've ever heard that term applied to music before um 
this might be the the very beginnings of it who knows <laughs> but um but it's a i think it's a really good piece of music and i agree with you the chorus is very infectious very easy to sing but the the vocal cadence on it right the up and down get along get along and then you know the this up and down sing songy element because it's not that he's like rapping right right but he's also not necessarily singing Mm-hmm. So it's like almost this spoken word, um, sing-songy element to what's happening here. And I think it's cool. I think it works. It absolutely works for what they're, excuse me, what they're going for. So I think it's good. I think it's a really good song, actually. Oh, I'm glad you like that one. Because clearly I do, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> if not, we're turning the show right around and going home. <laughs> all right, so this next one goes all the way back to their beginnings. Uh, this is from their first album, 1996, Meet Me at the Fair. Uh, this is a beautiful song. Uh, it's called Shy, and uh, it's it's another great example of Chris Trapper's lyrics being very good for very good at storytelling. Um, it uh, well. The song will speak for itself. Uh, it's it's a very beautiful song. It's it's got a really good energy to it. I love it to death. So here is "Shy" from "Meet Me at the Fair." She moved to this city when she was twenty-one. But the way things began was like they'd already begun Found the wrong man knowing someday he's gonna run But he can't wait a lifetime for a savior to come But that's me looking at you With just a notion in my head That's me looking at you from the crowd on Crescent Avenue Some nights I'd sneak down her street just to see if I could catch a view One night I saw her boyfriend leave her house after a fight God, I wish I could hold her when she turned out the lights Crying, that's me Looking at you With just a notion in my head That's me Looking at you From the crowd I got this urge, I don't know how long I can fight it If you dug my grave, I'd gladly dive inside it There'd be me looking at you With just a notion in my head That's me looking at you From the ground 
I don't have no costume and I don't wear no new clothes. My body just follows wherever my heart goes. When I showed up naked, the whole crowd looked frightened. I turned around and ran home like got struck by lightning. It's me looking at you, just a notion. By the Push Stars off of their first album, Meet Me at the Fair. Um, I love that song for a number of reasons, uh, many of which are um, you hear. You can hear what I was talking about with the um, the drummer and those fills that just come out of nowhere. And having seen him play this song live and how utterly effortless they are, <laughs> infuriatingly effortless, just be like doing this completely simple rhythm, and then all of a sudden, like. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even didn't even see him do it like in a blink of an eye but no i i i love i love that song it's got such a such a heart to it and you know i've been that guy like there's a a, a girl you're interested in and you're you're too shy and you have no idea how to react or how to express yourself and uh wind up doing something stupid i've never showed up naked to a party obviously but uh that's uh, a <laughs> that, that 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 whole concept of the song of just about being somebody who's too shy to know what to do with themselves. Uh, I, you know, it's just, just, just pulls my heart. And I've also a big fan of the line, uh, uh, my, my body just follows wherever my heart goes is a, another mm. one that I love quite a bit. So what'd you make of that one? That's a good, good, very good line. Um, this was, you know, the first thing that stuck out to me was, um, Chris's voice is very much like, um, and I forget his name now. The lead singer from Counting Crows. Oh, Adam Duritz. Adam Duritz. That's his name. Interesting. I've the, don't, I don't I, think I've ever made that comparison before. I I don't know. I can't quite put my finger on what it is about it, but it, it might be like the the timbre and maybe his phrasings too. But um, just a just the first thing that came out. Um, this is a genuine, uh, genuinely sweet little song. Right? It has a a very sweet little message to it and stuff. Um, you know, you just mentioned, uh, my body falls wherever my heart goes. Like those are, those are those really like, ah, lyrics, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I don't know how hopelessly romantic you are, but I can remember, you know, at the age of like 13, 14, you know, seeing or hearing stuff like this and, and 
And to some extent, even as a 42-year-old man, I still am not entirely sure how to express certain things. So I still use music as a way. Like, look, this guy sang it better than I could ever say it. Here it is. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I could totally see this being, like, some young man's, like, Valentine's Day card. Like, eh? Me? <laughs> Why not me? Why not Zoidberg? Um <laughs> Why not Zoidberg? Why not Zoidberg? Um, and so, <laughs> but but all jokes aside, right? Um, it's a very sweet little song, and I think um, you said this came off their first record. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good foot to lead with, you know. Yeah. Um, you kind of, I think you get a lot of what this band's about in those early goings too. Um, it's you know, it happens where bands will evolve and they'll. They'll keep going. They'll keep chugging along. And then some bands will, you know, this is what brought me to the dance. I'm going to keep doing it. But uh, I feel like they're a very um, reliable kind of group for 10 records. You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine that there was a whole lot of um, experimenting and and massive evolutionary changes for what they did. But um, so far, I'm hearing, like, the common thread. And, and, and it's good. It's It's... It's very pleasant stuff. I can't, you know, I, it, it's hard for me not to listen to there. It's hard for me to listen to this and not, I don't know, just be like, <laughs> you know, like the 20 year old me would have been like, turn this shit off right now. I can't, <laughs> I cannot listen to this because um, it's not metal. <laughs> it is, it is very not angry. <laughs> it is the complete antithesis of, of metal um, in its own way. But this is cool so far. I'm, I'm digging this a lot. Glad to hear it. All right, so one thing that I feel like I've underrepresented in my playlist, looking at it now, is um, this band's energy. Uh, everything I've played so far has been not low energy, but not like faster, faster paced. Uh, mm-hmm. And it seems that for the rest of this <laughs> this uh, uh, episode, I, I've stuck with some of their more mellow stuff as well, uh, which I do feel does a bit of a disservice to the energy that this band has and is capable of uh, producing, which is what I, I guess falls on this next track to really uh, encapsulate for you. Um, this is a, a somewhat sillier song. It's pretty short. Uh, this is a much more... Uh, fast-paced version of a, a, a song that was actually released on, I'm pretty sure it was tonight, it's called Counting the Minutes. Uh, this is a version off of their uh, Collection of Rare Recordings album from 2002, uh, which is a version called Sometimes I Feel Like a Cat. It is <laughs> a, uh, it's a very silly song. Uh, it's very fast and high energy, uh, uh, which is really something this band does very well. I really hope that uh, I haven't... Um, turned too many people off looking for anything with a bit more high energy they 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 have quite a range they really do um but uh this song's super fun uh sometimes i feel like a cat off a collection of rare <laughs> recordings uh enjoy Rare 
my brain is inside with a pee and I won't put in the gutter and another in a trash heap and roll on in my hair. Counting the minutes. Coming at me and there's two ways to go And there's no time to decide But I don't mind being small in a world that's tall and mean And lean and run by machines It ain't easy being green That was Sometimes I Feel Like a Cat by the Push Stars. That last verse has always reminded me of Frogger and I've always wondered if it was written about a game of Frogger. You ain't a toad in the middle of the road. There's a truck coming at you in two ways to go. Like, that's totally Frogger, right? It's got to be Frogger. <laughs> you know what? It's Frogger. That's all I'm saying. It's Frogger. <laughs> I love this. I love that. I love that song. The other version's really good, too. Counting the Minutes is, uh, it's got a totally different cadence to it. Um, and it's, uh, it's also really fun. Uh, but there's just something about the energy of this one that, that stuck, stuck with me. And picking a single song off of a collection of rare recordings was hard because, a lot of what it does because it's b-sides it's stuff that is fantastic on its own but is has been done slightly better on their other you know proper studio albums you know so it was mm-hmm. like uh but this one in particular always stuck out at me i thought it was an interesting take on a a song that i was already overly familiar with by this point uh and i think it's fun I, I love those opening lyrics. Sometimes I feel like a cat up in a tree and everybody's looking up at me trying to figure <laughs> out how to get me down. Like that to me screams I'm having a manic episode, you know, and I need I, I, I and everyone's just like, what the hell's going on? Um, so I could definitely relate like when you're angry or something, everybody's looking at you like you got two heads or something. Um that aside though, I, that is a lot of fun. That's a really fun track, right? I love the pacing of it. I love I love the there's a he comes out of the first chorus and they do that thing where they bring everything down mm-hmm. and it's the same notes and the same chords, but it's just like a more muted uh, version of it. And he's he's doing his um, this thing over. And I, I love when bands do that gives it because uh, it could be very repetitive, especially in a minute and a half song. Like you don't have a lot of time. You got to get in, and get out. So you don't have a lot of time to do things, but they managed to create a level of dynamic for something so short, which is just fantastic. Great musicality there. Um, I, I dig the lyrics a lot. I'm really starting to enjoy his lyrics and I'm starting to see like, you know, that I, I think, um, I think a lot of the lyrics really what he's putting out is just like straight from the heart, honesty, like you're not going to get, um, soliloquies or anything. What you're going to get is like straight shooter, you know, I may not be a man of a lot of words. You know, what's Forrest Gump say? I may not be a smart man, but I know what love is, right? So you get this idea like, look, I don't, I might not necessarily know what I'm talking about, but I know what I'm talking about kind of, <laughs> kind of deal. So it's very, it's very refreshing. It's, um, it's very honest. And I feel like everything about what they do is very honest. So it's really cool so far. Fantastic. All right, so this next one comes off of their album Opening Time. Um, and I really waffled back and forth on... I wanted to put Millionaire here, but I also thought that Millionaire was a way better way to open up the episode. <laughs> like, it just has such a great start to it. Uh, so I went with my other favorite song off of this album, which is right back to being extremely chill. Um, they just do chill music so well. <laughs> um, uh, but this one has a, a, a really different feel to it. It has a, 
I, I guess a, a, a much more synthesized kind of sound to it. Um, this is an incredibly peaceful song uh, called Miracle. And uh, it's, it's the last song on the, on the album uh, minus a, a hidden track, which they're really good at. <laughs> so I can think of two hidden tracks on push stars albums. Um, this one is this really beautiful, peaceful, calm song. And then there's a hidden track that like, if you just like fell asleep with the CD on uh, this hidden track would probably wake you up. Cause you know, it goes for, for a little while of silence. And then it plays this like dance remix of a song off of their first album, <laughs> which is hilarious. But the one that really gets me is off of their first album. Uh, Meet me at the fair. There's this amazingly bizarre hidden track uh, that I have no idea what the name is. I, I call it bored to tears, but it's this like, it sounds like a record being played high pitched in like fast, fo- fast forward. And it's, it's just really goofy. And it has the wonderful lyric, uh, smoke my coffee and I'll drink your cigarettes. It's, but it's like my, my, uh, my ex-girlfriend, uh, so my girlfriend at the time, she was one of the people who introduced me to this, uh, band. And she, Absolutely. She would never listen to that album at a certain point because um, she would always fall asleep, which like she would like put the album on to fall asleep. And then this song would wake her up and it would sound like a nightmare because it's like really manic sounding. <laughs> so she hates this hidden track so much. I thought it was hilarious. Um, but anyway, back to the, 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 the task at hand. The song we're going to listen to is called Miracle. It's a very pretty song. It's a very chill song. Um, uh, yeah. Enjoy. Here's Miracle.
the time of day So I love you so stars off their album opening time and um i guess you, you hear what i'm saying when i said it was a much more synthetic or uh uh sounding song right it's it's it, it has a more electronic sound to it but it's it's just one of the most peaceful pieces of music i've ever heard it's it really <laughs> just uh calming and puts me in my happy place it's a very uh, the the bits of piano in there combined with the synthesizer sounds it's just such a such a pretty piece of music I agree with you. It is probably one of the most calm songs I've ever heard in my life. Um, I don't know that I necessarily agree about the synthesis, like the synthetic. Um, like you can hear all the, like there's a lot of great finger picking going on. Like the, the guitar is great. But yeah. There's just something, I think it's that sort of like synthesized string noise that's going through the whole thing. And there's something about the drums, like, uh, cause, cause the drums, typically feel very more live and this they sound very recorded uh, i think that's what i mean to say i, I don't think i'm using the right word that, okay. uh, that it's necessarily synthetic because it still does have that very organic very natural sounding sounds to it but it sounds less um raw it sounds a bit more produced but in a very uh, pointed sort of like very specific um mm. overly clean kind of way not not again not as a complaint it's a yeah. it's, it's a specific sound there's like three or four songs that came out around this time that i can that can point to that have this sound to it and i don't really know how to describe it i'm i'm clearly not doing a great job articulating it now either <laughs> um but it does have this uh there's a very unique sound to it that that helps add to its overall calming nature to it and again chris's voice is just like I, I love the way this man sings. I just love listening to him sing. Uh, and uh, I, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful song. No, it's, there's no question it's a beautiful song, right? And I'll agree with you. His voice is probably, of everything I've listened to so far, this is the most perfect place for his voice. Um, I, you know, I hear this and I, uh, to me, it sounds like it's a band that's recording all together. It's not a multi-track endeavor. So... You know, I don't know if that's how they did it. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not going to claim to. Again, I don't know the band very well. Um, but it sounds very cohesive. I love the tasteful use of the delay. So when he says, like, it happens to be. Right, right, right. To be, you know, and, and that's in there because that stuff can go very right or very wrong. And I've, <laughs> I've heard both instances. And as a live engineer, I, you know, I mess with that, too. So, um, no, nah, I think it's a I think it's a really really pretty song again it's it's a very peaceful song it you know it doesn't rock the boat 
right? It's it's very straightforward in, in its message and it's very straightforward in its um in it in just being a song. Right. It's a very good song. I I dig it. Hmm. Cynical towards miracles. Uh, it's a good rhyme well, in there. Dude, dude he, makes dude makes lyrics, man. I I, I like <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I, I that's I forgot about that. That's uh, I I appreciate the use of the word cynical. Period. <laughs> Anywhere doesn't matter how you just use it properly. So. All right, so uh, trucking right along here. This uh this next song is um uh, just one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, this song is called Too Much Pride. It's off their album After the Party. Um. Oh boy, I don't even know. Uh, obviously, there's a specific sound that I've been like leaning into as far as uh, this band, uh, what they do and do well uh, so far, and I feel like this is one of the um, one of the best examples of it because it, it's it's just one of my favorite songs ever, and one of my favorite songs off of this album, which is one of my favorite albums. It's a, uh, it's just really really good stuff. This is um, it's a song about having enough respect for yourself uh to not bend over backwards for somebody that you might think is out of your league uh mm. when j- just just having enough self-respect to uh be able to let something like that go and uh when this song came out and I was in high school I was uh, it was one of those things that really really resonated with me and really stuck with me outside and even beyond the lyrics just the the general sound of it um that just being such a perfect, another perfect example of the kind of music that I think these guys do so incredibly well. Uh, so here is one of my favorite songs, Too Much Pride. Enjoy. Line for 
That was too much pride from after the party. And, uh, you know, you know what it was? The, the thing that really sealed the, sealed the deal on this song for me the first time I heard it was, you're the most beautiful thing that I'll never see. Was, that, was, that was the line that really, really got me. Uh, I freaking love this song. Freaking love this song. Love it to tears. Um, just, just every single thing about it, the, um, the, the kind of like harmonies at the end of just like the ooze in the background. Like it's just a, it's, it's just one of the, one of the most wonderful songs I think I've ever heard. Uh, and it brings me no shortage of joy. How do you feel about that? <laughs> it's, you know, like everything I've heard so far, it's a very pleasant song, right? It's very much not, um, I don't know. Like, uh, I think I said it at the beginning, uh, it's very non-confrontational. <laughs> um, it's, it's a wonderful piece of music. I, I, there is a, there's a lot of like hopeless romantic in a lot of it. And, uh, um, this one particular reminds me of Adam Adam Duritz on um, that cover, uh, "Invade Paradise." Put up a parking lot. His voice, right. <laughs> the more I the more I hear it, really comes across uh, reminiscent of of Adam's voice. But uh, you know that's not the band we're talking about. Um, it's good stuff, man. It's it's really solid, well written, well produced. Um, you know, everyone on the track is so tight. I mean, there's a lot of interesting stuff that I like, uh, you know, once I get a hold on the actual mainstay of the song, I start to, my ears start to dig and hear other things. So there's like, like a sitar in there somewhere. Yeah, I think there is. Um, There's certainly, there's certainly something going on in the background that I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And then I started I, listening I, for I it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's some, it's some really interesting stuff. I, I I'm digging this stuff. I, I, I like it. Glad. Making me makes me happy. <laughs> as as long as I'm bringing you one of my favorite bands, and you don't hate it, then call out a win. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Um. So let's uh, let's keep going. We got a few more to get through. Uh. This next one here is the first track off of their their uh newest proper album, Three Feet in the Air. Um. I I had said that when I listened to the new album, I didn't uh like it right away. Uh, which isn't a hundred percent true because I loved this song straight away. Uh, it was the rest of the album that I fell off of, and then you know later was like, "You're an idiot. This is great. What are you doing?" Uh, but this this particular song is called "Nightclub Singer." It's the first track off of uh, their um, their album Three Feet in the Air" from 2018. It's uh, it's wonderful. So we're gonna listen to it. Here's "Nightclub Singer." Enjoy. Enough to be the one you love 
Nightclub singer. It's a heck of a way to kick off a comeback album. Uh, <laughs> I love that song. I love the I love the the story it tells. Um, there's a there's a bunch of stuff uh, that songs that the Push Stars do that are really about being true to yourself to find happiness. There's um, a song that I've really waffled back and forth on putting on here from. Um, uh, meet me at the fair. It was between that song and shy. And the, the, the lyric is my father said, son, you better live your dreams. I don't think he did so himself. It seems unless his dream was bringing up a brat like me. Uh, <laughs> he said, I don't care if you're a millionaire, if you're sleeping in a box in the street somewhere, just love each step you make and take them standing tall. Uh, which is one of my favorite sets of lyrics I've ever heard. And um, God, what a great song. What a great album. Uh, but there's that's That's another I'm realizing now that I don't feel like I represented that aspect of this band as well as I could have in the, the song choice. But then again, maybe I did because I put this song in there. Uh, it's, it's, it is a, it is something that they do a lot and something that their lyrics uh, touch on a lot is, is um, how finding happiness in life comes from being true to yourself. Uh, and just I, after being away for as long as they were, I mean, their first album was not, um, 1996, and here uh, a 2018 album um still just just sounding as good as ever uh love the horns i love the the I really just love everything about it i think it's a fantastic track yeah i was going to make mention of the horns i i love when when horn sections show up in um in music cuz i think in the 80s we we had all those sax solos and then little oh, by yeah. little it disappeared and uh, <laughs> it might might actually be a lost art in some way shape or form but there is a sax a very 80s sounding saxophone in uh the first track off of that uh ep tonight that i was talking about 
Okay. Uh, it's a great song called Crosstown Cafe that's got just a a Jay Leno ass sounding saxophone. <laughs> it's just it's a it is oddly wonderful. Uh, but yeah, that's that's fucking great. <laughs> anyway, um, I gotta say there's something about their uh, their tempos. There's like a swing in this one particular, but their tempos are very chill, but this one has like a nice swing to it, which I think lends itself to the idea of being, um, to the nightclub singer mm-hmm. and, and get the, I think the way he, he gives delivers the lyrics and the lyrics themselves. Like, I feel like I could be watching this guy kind of in a, in a nightclub loungy environment and it would just be the perfect, you know, place for it. It's again, another great track. Awesome. Yeah, love this one. Really, really solid album. So happy to have these guys back. Uh, all right, so let's see. Next up, we have a first song that we're picking off of their album, Paint the Town, from 2004. Um, this was another hard one to nail down because another thing that the Push Stars do really well, they don't do it extremely often, but they do really well, is a song that's just Chris singing um, singing something very soulfully over like a single instrument. There's um, a great song called wild Irish Rose. Uh, there's, it's, it's something that, that Chris does extremely well. Um, this song is called keg on my coffin, which, <laughs> uh, has always made me very happy. It's an incredibly sweet thing. It's an incredibly great sentiment. Uh, I just love this song to tears. So here is keg on my coffin by the push stars. Enjoy. And think of me every so often Have a loser's day parade for all my friends Drink up life like a river till the pizza man delivers Smile and know I loved you till the end Well here's what you do when my time comes to pass Charlie told me through the reflection in his glass Don't waste time praying cause I'm never coming back Just throw a party in my name Put the keg on my coffin and think of me every so often Have a loser's day parade for all my friends Drink up life like a river till the pizza man delivers Smile and know I loved you till the end Here's what to write on the stone over my grave His friends were earned and not a penny saved Don't waste time crying cause you two are on your way To meet me at the pawn shop in the sky Put the keg on my coffin and think of me every so often have a loser's day parade for all my friends Drink up life like a river till the pizza man delivers Smile and know I loved you till the end Smile and know I loved you till the end Smile and know I loved you till the end 
Take On My Coffin by The Push Stars. Uh, love everything about that track. Um, this uh, th- this song in particular, I guess this episode in particular, is, um, meant a lot to me to put together because, and this song reminds me of that story. It was, uh, so this album came out in 2004. I'm a massive fan of The Push Stars, right? And I am so excited to finally have gotten my copy of this CD in the mail. Uh, and I get in the car with some friends of mine. And this is something we talked about before I, uh, before we even started doing the show a little bit is that I've always been very self-conscious of the music that I love because mm-hmm. there's nothing, there's, there's few feelings in life that are more embarrassing than absolutely loving something. And the people that you're with, people who are your friends, just hating it. Yep. And I, was so excited to listen to this CD. We put it in the uh, on in the car, and like two songs in, the, the, my friend who's driving the car was just like, "This is horrible. I'm turning this off." She just Aww. absolutely gutted me, and I almost didn't even hear this song right because I was like, I, I, "I how can I even bring myself to listen to this album?" Like I feel so ashamed that I made them sit through this horrible music, right? And that is it was one of the most heartbreaking things I think that's ever happened to me because there's like, like I said, there's just something about music that's so deeply personal. And mm-hmm. no matter how much somebody, no matter how much I dislike something that somebody's listening to, if it means something to them, I'm never going to tear it down in front of them. And I'm never going to be rude about it. Even if I don't like it, I'll be respectful. And that was just one of the most hurtful things that I had experienced. Like, I know it seems so trivial to be like, you don't like, somebody doesn't like this song, but I mean, you've, you've known me for a while now, you know how much music means to me. And, and having Absolutely. that, having that happen was just like, I was just, just gut wrenching. And it's, I'm so glad that I brought myself to, you know, then listen to this album by myself later uh, and eventually get to so many great songs on it. It's, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful album. Uh, and this song in particular has always been a standout because it's such a sweet sentiment. It's such a, it's, it's, it's what I want, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm not a drinker. I don't really care, but I just want everyone to c- celebrate life instead of mourning death, you know? Um, and I, I, I love the entire notion of this song being just, you know, order a pizza and, you know, put the keg on my coffin. I think it's a great sentiment and, uh, love, love this song to, to itty bitty bits. So I'm a big fan of songs that have to do with death and then the funeral and then at the funeral, like having a good time. Um, so this, this grabs me very much. So I, I agree with you. Put the keg on my coffin. Let's, let's all tell stories. Forget the crying. Let's all laugh. Like, cause the funerals, uh, I don't mean to drag it down, but the funerals I've been to, right. Um, I am the guy that's like, yeah, nah, this this is a somber moment and this sucks. But do you guys remember the time? <laughs> you know, and then cuz cuz I get it, right? Everyone grieves very differently, right? Mm. And uh, some some do it publicly, some do it privately. Some their form of grieving is laughter, and I'm kind of that person, right? You know, I, I don't want you to think uh just because I'm not physically here anymore, I'm not here, right? Like everybody lives on in each other's hearts and minds and so on and so forth. Um, so that's what I want, right? I think I've led an interesting enough life and I've told enough jokes and I've made enough people laugh that, uh, and I've gone into, you know, some pretty precarious situations with a lot of people where, you know, down the line when it happens, everyone's going to be like, oh my God, remember that time that he, you know, 
and oh i'm the one that had to bail him out and blah blah you know so i i love that sentiment in music and especially when it's done right um and i think this is done right because it's it's not a somber song but it's certainly not um you know an upbeat song it's a little more it's a little on the slower side it melancholy is not the right word but it's in that vein but the sentiment's still there like you know hey man let's let's just let's not be sad let's live it up let's while we're here let's make the most of it and let's let's laugh and and remember the the good times i'm glad it resonated with you (laughs) oh absolutely darn fine song all right and that brings us to our last one our number 10 and uh this boy this song is if i had to i i don't even know if i'm not sure if it would make it's easily one of my top 10 songs of all time from any artist any anything ever any medium top 10 possibly even top five there are a few songs in this world that put me more at peace than this song and um it's it's a song about the feeling of home and uh i guess it's another one of those things that's so very important to me is that feeling of home like your your hometown maybe not exactly the best place in the entire world but it's the best place for you because it's home and uh faults and all and uh this is uh, to me at least it's a song about that it's called i'm a fool and that's okay it's off of their 1997 uh, uh ep tonight and uh It's one of my favorite songs of all time, so let's give it a listen. Here is I'm a Fool and That's Okay. I'm a 
I'm a fool and that's okay. And it's, uh, uh, it's, oh, my heart. It's, <laughs> it just, <laughs> it just fills me with so much joy. It's, um, what's it's, you kept saying that this music is all pleasant and it is just about the most pleasant song I've, I think I've ever heard in my, in my whole damn life. It's just the, the notion of, you know, the cities have all these things in them, but I'm going to go back where the houses are plastic and people walk slow because that's home to me. And then just that that combination of the the ooze in the background mm-hmm. with the, the, the organ sound is just, it's so perfect. It's so perfect. I, I, it's just one of the most perfect songs I've ever heard. I, I love it to bitty, bitty bits. I, you know, I love the sentiment a lot. Um, I still live in my hometown, uh, but that's kind of hard. Because I was born and raised in New York City. You know what I mean? It's a very sprawling city. Excuse me. But, um, you know, there's there's a lot to be said for home and the concept of home. Mm -hmm. I know that at some point I won't live in my hometown anymore. And, you know, I'll miss it to pieces. uh, Despite the fact that I know that I've outgrown it. Um, You know, things are very different. Um, from from when I was a kid and even a teenager and even in my 20s. But, you know, that's that's how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the beauty of leaving your home is creating a new home, some other place, and that becomes home. Um, and I like that idea because you're allowed to, I don't want to say reinvent yourself, or or anything but you're you're allowed to kind of get a start over again or something a reset of some sort mm-hmm. and it's almost cheating because there's a lot of people that are like oh if i could go back in time knowing what i know now i would do things differently well you can't do that but what you can do is you can go somewhere new and you can take everything that you learned and you can start again and that's a beautiful thing um home is a beautiful thing who doesn't want to go back home right whatever home looks like to people whether it's like people uh places um, you know, familiar street corners, old haunts, whatever it is, there's something very comforting about home. And I think as a whole, this song is very comforting, right? The fact mm-hmm. he's like, I'm a fool, I'm a fool, I'm a fool. Like, I, I like it because he's willing to say out loud, like, you know, I don't care. I don't care if I sound crazy. I don't care if I sound stupid. You know, this is how I feel. And this isn't for you. This is for me. And I like that goes along with what you were saying before. It's like um, they they have a lot of the messages in their music is, um, you know, do whatever it takes to make yourself happy, even if, it's a, you know. Yeah, being true to yourself. Right. Be true to yourself and therefore you'll be happy. And that's this song, right? He's like, I'm a fool. I don't I don't care. You know, you, you get a lot of people, you see a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, you read a lot of things where they say, um, you know, you should absolutely go out and explore the world. It, it opens up your mind. It opens up your world, so to speak. Um, and that I agree with that, having traveled a little bit, have, but having met a lot of people and, and so forth. Um, 
you know, but coming back home, you can't, uh, you can't, there's nothing better than it. And that's it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that, 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 well said. <laughs> I don't want to say that, um, that, that song, this band and their music just, just mean the whole, the whole world to me. And, uh, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for listening, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for putting them on my radar. Like I said, I'd never heard of them before, um, and I feel uh, a little more enlightened, if not at the very least, more connected to you as my friend and a person. That's 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 the goal. So anybody who's listening, um, if you've enjoyed this music at all, uh, please. This is one of those bands that they don't have bad songs in their records, like. Every every album of theirs, there's there aren't just songs that I single out to listen to. When I listen to the Push Stars, I always put on an album. I just listen to them front to back because they're all good. There's there's no tracks that I skip. There's no nothing. It's just every single one of them is is very very solid from top to bottom. It's it's a it's kind of a rare thing with bands to just want to listen to you know every single song on every one of their albums. But that's what mm-hmm. the Push Stars have always been to me. Um, so if you've liked any of this stuff. Goodness gracious, God! Listen, there's a lot more high energy stuff. There's a lot more slow stuff. There's a lot more funny stuff. There's just, uh, I I hope I did a good job of representing what this band's capable of because they're they're just one of my favorites. And with that, that's going to be our show. Uh, next time is going to be Matt's pick again. What are we listening uh, to next month? This was a really tough choice. I've got a long list, Chris. I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, you said you think you're done, kind of representing yourself. I don't know that I am. Um, but, uh, I don't think I am either, honestly, eh, like, <laughs> as far as the big tent poles, the big pillars, I feel I've covered, but yeah. I still have a couple of other pretty significant chunks of my personality to get out there. What, what do you got for me? I, I got to agree with you. Um, I, I think I'm doing the same thing you are with, um, the push stars. So my next episode is going to be one of my all time favorite bands, period, bar none. They may not be necessarily a tent pole for me, but they are absolutely a mainstay. And that band is clutch clutch. Huh? Mm hmm. I don't know clutch or do I know clutch you? Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you do. They're not, we'll they're s- not jumping out at me. So I guess we'll yeah. find out. All right. Yeah. That's exciting. I love learning about new music. All right, so next time we'll be listening to Clutch. I hope their music <laughs> is Clutch. <laughs> anyway, I have to run and go pick up my kids, so I will just say we here at Turning Tracks are incredibly grateful to everyone who listens, and we love to communicate with you when we can. We have a couple of ways you can do that. There's the Geek Aid Discord channel in which we have a Turning Tracks chat where we hope to discuss all manner of stuff relating to music and whatever our next episodes are going to be. And of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, you can check out our social media, cha- social media channels, which you should also totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. Turning Tracks and other Geek Aid podcasts are made possible thanks to the Geekade Patreon page. Their patrons can get access to a monthly podcast topic and recording schedule, get early access to most of Geekade's shows, including this one, and more. If you've enjoyed our podcast over the years, follow the link in the description and give us a look. We really appreciate it. Finally, as always, be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. So, this last track is called Cadillac. Um, this one here, uh, comes from their album after the party. It's the last track on the album and it is another fantastic example of, uh, storytelling told through music. Uh, it tells the story of a, uh, a guy and a girl meeting in a bar and a guy who tries to talk himself up 
uh, and he's full of shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it has a really sweet ending, and uh, it's it's just one of those songs that means so very much to me. Uh, it it just it makes me ha- happy every single time I hear it. It's a it's a magical magical piece of music. It's got a really good high energy vibe to it, and I hope you all enjoy it. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Thanks, Matt, for uh, uh, letting me expose you to the post stars. And um, yeah, that's it. We'll see you next time for Clutch. Enjoy. So she went to the bar on the corner With some friends who were buried alive And a man leaned over to tell her That her luck had finally arrived Said he drove a Cadillac They could sneak out through the crack And he'd never bring her back here again Watch your finger twirl a circle in her drink Think too much, then you'll never decide You end up like an ice cube, sinking down to the bottom So you do what you must to survive So she walked out by his side Strange shadows in the night Disappeared in the streetlights And were gone
Yeah.